From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. Welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion Disneyland Edition for the week of January 31st, 2013. I'm your host, Tom Bell, and I'm joined by our Disneyland team, Nancy Johnson, Wayne Toygo, Mary Jo Mulata-Willie, and Michael Bowling. In this week's show, Wayne has the first part in his Disneyland 101 series, and Nancy and I chat with the 2013 Disneyland Ambassador team. All that plus this week's news, Roundtable Rapid Fire, and our Disboard Start of the Week on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hi, greetings. How was everyone? everybody knew exactly how many times you had to start the show today, this would have been funny. <laughs> nice. Thanks. <laughs> Come on. Oh, I just threw you under the bus. Yeah, nobody <laughs> needs to take a peek behind the curtain. Hey, man. But magic bug is killer. Yeah, thanks. Um, want to mention, because somebody on the, on the boards was asking, oh, are you guys on weekly now? Yes, we are on weekly now. Every Thursday... Before Yay. you get before you get up in the morning, the show will be there waiting for you. So they can wake <laughs> up to the smooth sounds of the Disneyland team. Yes. Yeah, that. <laughs> also, also need to clarify something I totally screwed up on last show. The Knott's Berry Farm Season Pass, I mentioned that the prices were changing. Well, yeah, I kind of had a little dyslexia and confused my 13 for a 31. The prices have increased. Um, just a few dollars, so it's still a great bargain, but those prices are not good through the end of the month like I thought they were. Um, I know, I know, I know, I know. I feel bad too because I didn't buy mine, so. Uh, still a great deal. These prices are now $72 for a regular season pass, which is next to nothing. Uh, did anybody else have a housekeeping? Just a small one. Go ahead. I wanted to remind everyone that you can find us all on Facebook. That is a great place to reach us. I can't speak for the rest of the team, but for me, it's a good way to send little notes or questions. I can't help you plan your whole trip or make specific hotel recommendations, oh, but, on, Facebook, <laughs> but, <laughs> but Facebook Twitter, is can. a very simple place <laughs> to stay connected. Um, we also have the Diz Unplugged fan group on Facebook, Facebook. I think you just need to search for it and you request to join the group and you get a lot of little messages and posts from all of us and that's also a great way to stay con- connected. So I just wanted to remind everybody of that. Sometimes emails, uh, these days not the, not the communication method of choice, but you can find us all on Facebook. Well, I think Facebook I'll, is nice too, Wayne, because you know we have it on our on our iPhones and whatever smartphones that we have. So it's a, yep. I, that's a, that was a really good point. And, all and I link, am the only one that doesn't tweet. And links to all of those are on our show notes page, so you should, you should be able to get to all of us that way. You can find us all on the mm. show notes page, which will be changing soon. We'll talk about that next show, but we're we're migrating along with the. Orlando team, so we'll have a different website come next week. So, and as a big thing, just remember upcoming www dot. What is it? Oh my god! <laughs> what are you I trying to? It. It's <laughs> www info dot com slash blog. 
No, it's blog. No. WD, so the you blog will be moving to uh, <laughs> blog.wdwinfo.com. The show will be moving to disunplug.com. And you're going to have links to those on the show notes. Uh, next week. Next week, it'll it, it won't change until around the fifth, I think. So. Okay. Yep. So yes, and for those of you who bet, oh man, Nancy's gonna have a hard time remembering that one. Score, you were right. <laughs> hey, I got I got that from somebody. Oh my god, I had a churro bet. Uh, and of course, if you want to email us, that's dlpodcast at wdwinfo.com. Or if you want to email us individually, just use our first names at wdwinfo.com, which is kind of cool that we all have our first names. Yeah. Anyway. Darn <laughs> um, what else? Chat nights, Wednesday nights, 9 p.m. We had a, last week we had a great chat night. We had lots of our regulars there, plus, I don't know, half a dozen new people come in. Nice. Uh, I know, and, and around 11 o'clock, Mr. Pete Werner popped in for a little bit, surprised us, so it was, it was a fun night. 11 o'clock, that was like what? Yeah, two in the morning. Yep. yep. He was he cleaning his house. He was house. cleaning his house. <laughs> <laughs> Decided to pop in. Um, I have a housekeeping. Um, Go ahead, Mary Jo. Um, real quick, uh, Golden Horseshoe Review tribute is winding to a close. Uh, last oh. day is going to be February 4th. So for anybody who hasn't been able to go yet, if you're coming up this weekend, be sure to pop in and see it. It's a really nice show, very uh, good tribute to the originals. And we're still encouraging you to send your emails to Disneyland Resort, complain about all those survey takers in the wrong spots, and see if we can get some change happening there at the Disneyland Resort. And a week left on the uh, Bayou Bash celebration of limited time magic. So oh, limited It time ends magic. right around Mardi Gras, so. Yep. yep. Don't mind. Co- that'll be a couple weeks then, right? Yeah, a couple weeks. Yeah. A week or two, yeah. Yeah, there you go. So. Um, if that's all we have for housekeeping, let's head over to Michael, who's going to read our news for us since Tony's not with us today. All right. Let's see what's no, going on. No pressure. On. What? No pressure. No Make pressure. the newbie do it. All right. <laughs> let's see what's going on around and about the Disneyland Resort. Well, about 25,000 runners registered for two races over Labor Day weekend, the Disneyland Half Marathon and the first Disneyland 10K filling all the slots within 26 hours. Whoa. We, yeah. We are amazed, said Bob Hitchcock, um, you know, younger brother of Alfred, a spokesman for Run Disney. I just threw that in there, which operates Disney races. I wonder if they were amazed because of the prices that going up. Or too, because this re- website actually worked. Yeah, really. Um, the previous Disney record for selling out, which was a month, um, was for the Tinkerbell Half Marathon, which was held recently. And I know that if you were at the Tinkerbell Half Marathon, you could register you could there early, yeah. for the Dumbo Double Dare Meadow, which probably helped in everything. Because up I th- and they, they didn't they just have a, a marathon at Disney World also? Yep. And people were signing up there too. Yeah. So that's that kind of 
So, kind of skewed so, the 26 hours, but so still. So maybe the website didn't work, and yeah. I'll just sign up there. Yeah, it could be. Um, the Disney races have grown in popularity since starting 20 years ago with the Walt Disney World Marathon in Florida. Now more than 200,000 runners participate in Disney events each year. Um, the first Anaheim race, the Disneyland Half Marathon, debuted in 2006. The local races go through Anaheim theme parks and city streets. The fast sellout happened despite a $25 increase in early registration for the half marathon. It's now at $175. Hitchcock said Disney is constantly evaluating the need for more races and weekends, possibly adding more internationally later. So, hey, Tony can start running around the world. (laughs) Um, About 5,000 runners signed up to race in both the 10K on August 31st and the half marathon on September 1st to earn the new Dumbo Double Dare inaugural medal. And um, have you seen the Run Disney shoes? Oh, the, the, oh those are so cool. Yeah, if I, if I ran, I would get them. I'm wondering how comfortable they are for walking. I always need good, comfortable walking shoes for the parks. But you can only get them there. At, when you're at one of the the run expos. Now, if you missed and you didn't get signed up, there are other ways. There are charitable. I think Tony's talked about this that there's charitable organizations you can go team through, and training, right? Or but, or different travel agents that have picked up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. It's, I know. I know some folks that run for team and training, and even they're having difficulty getting in on wow. the. Um, Dumble Double Dare Meadow um, inaugural race there. Wow. So, anyway, okay, in our next news story, in Escape from Tomorrow, which is not the new motto for our Tomorrowland, <laughs> um, which it should be. It should be, yes. <laughs> the most buzzed about movie out of this year's Sundance Film Festival. Um, director Randall Moore presents Disney World as a dis- and Disneyland as a dystopian hellscape and uses it as a backdrop for a descent into madness. Has this guy been in Toontown at like four in the afternoon? <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> Stroller land. <laughs> My word. <laughs> um, the main character is on vacation with his wife and two children when he learns he's been fired from his job. As he reels from that news, his mental state progressively worsens as he and his family navigate the park. And then and I think what sends him over the edge is the $5 churro. Yeah. Um, <laughs> shot in black and white. No, but there's more to this. The, I saw a clip of this at the pool. I mean, at the pool. He's in uh, online. He's in a pool at one of the Disney resorts with his family, and there's these two sort of French haughty young teenage girls that are sort of fooling around in the water, and he gets obsessively attracted. Were they like from the Phineas and Ferb? <laughs> show or <laughs> it's creepy it is really creepy so he starts obsessing on them and following them all around the park while he's dragging his like little five-year-old son with him <laughs> making up stories as to why they're roaming all over the place following these girls it's it's really disturbing um it, it's it's like 50 shades of disney i mean <laughs> i mean shot in black and white Disney's attractions become nightmare specters as perceived by perceived by an unstable mind. Uh, I know that there is like I think there's supposed to be an image of um, 
like Spaceship Earth exploding, right. which which I'll bet the the Disney security are really chuckling over that little scene. Um, now the Walt Disney Company's weighing whether to quash the film or to let it slide. Not so much because of disturbing imagery, but rather the way Moore made his movie. The film was shot almost entirely at Disney World and Disneyland, all without Disney's knowledge or permission. Avoiding detection by Disney security took a lot of planning, Moore said. We were careful and cautious and tried not to draw too much attention to ourselves, but planning was the main thing. The director said he succeeded in making his film without tipping off Disney, largely because of advances in camera technology. It's now possible to shoot high-quality video with what looks like, to the uncritical eye, a digital SLR camera. Digital SLRs had just hit the market at that point, Moore said, and so we had the Canon 5D Mark II we could bring into the park and look like a tourist. So if any of you own a <laughs> Canon 5D Mark II, just don't bother. Security, yeah. Just don't bother to bring it. Um, and I know they also, so they wouldn't gather in group. They would, the di- director would um, t- use his iPhone. T- he'd be on one side of the park, and he'd give his directions like via Skype to the actors who were on the other side of the park. So they would, they would just look like they were talking on their phones. And so it, it was, it, it was sort of cleverly done. Moore shot for 10 days at the Disney Parks in Orlando and for two weeks at Disneyland in Anaheim, California. He filmed additional scenes off Disney property on a soundstage in Los Angeles. Do you think it maybe it was at the Disney Studios and they didn't know about it? <laughs> and, and at a hotel in the L.A. area. Moore seems resigned to a possible lawsuit from Disney that might keep the film from ever being seen by the wider public. But he described Escape from Tomorrow as a passion project that he could not step away from despite the legal risks. It started off really small and it just kind of snowballed, he said. I became obsessed and at one point there was no turning back. What for, Oh, this got panned at Sundance, by the way. Um, oh, really? But, yeah, it got it got really bad reviews. Um, they well, they said uh. despite they said despite the hype, it's a bad film. <laughs> what do you think are the discussions going on in the Team Disney building right now? Oh jeez. Well, <laughs> you're getting a lot of publicity. Yeah. But I I think it's just going to make it harder for people who do take the big cameras in for for. Um, to take shots of fireworks or other, you know, there's a lot of people who are into photography um, just for the fact of taking beautiful pictures, and there's so many opportunities over at Disneyland. I just see, you remember when they when they wouldn't let people go in the park with big uh, cameras? Uh-huh. Right. They would stop us. Right. And they wouldn't yeah. allow tripods right. for a long time. Yeah. yeah. Right. I, I just see them, again, you know, Overreacting a little bit to I that. I think we and, need to make our own movie. <laughs> <laughs> we can make Fifty Shades of Disney. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. As the Diz turn. There you go. Uh, there you go. One. That's a good one. Well, well there's and, never any drama on the Diz, so I don't know how that would be yeah. if it would be material for that. You know. We could just rip it in the real life forums. <laughs> anyway, well, you know, and that's it for the news. Excellent. Thank so, you, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Time for rapid fire, Major. Uh, well, I was over at Disneyland recently, I think last weekend, and uh, we were going through the arcade, and we noticed that the Wreck-It Ralph uh, meet and greet is gone. They oh. 
they closed the, I know it went really quickly. Um, they still had to sign up for it, but the doors were closed and um, nothing's there. So Bye-bye, he's Ralph. been gone. Ralph Recht. Ralph Recht. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Mary Jo. Wayne. Well, you may be asking yourself, what's going on at Disney's El Capitan Theater in Hollywood? Well, hey, Wayne, I'm here to tell at- you. <laughs> Beginning right about now, February 8th through March the 6th, the theater is going to be showing the Disney film Mulan. Oh, For wow. those of you that know the productions there, this always is a real treat because it's so much more than just the movie. Quite often they have live characters that go along with the film, and this time you'll be able to see Mulan live on stage. In addition to that, they are also having a character breakfast with Mulan at Disney's Soda Fountain, which is right next door. That will only be available for the 10 a.m. show on Saturdays and Sundays. Seating is limited and advanced reservations are required with the purchase of a movie ticket. But they're doing more and more of those, and that should be really fun. Then later on, beginning February 14th through February 18th at 7 p.m. only, the theater's going to show Lady in the Tramp. For this performance, they're also going to accompany a sweetheart dinner at Disney's Soda Fountain. Nice. Yeah, they describe it as celebrating your Valentine with a candlelight dinner. Dinner is at 5.30, and again, seating is limited and advance reservations are required with the purchase of a movie ticket. So are they going to serve spaghetti wings? That is a very good question, and one would think so, wouldn't they? <laughs> and then one of the one of the films I'm looking forward to in March, uh, opening on March the eighth, Oz, the Great and Powerful, and I can't think of a better location for that. For those of you not familiar with the El Capitan Theater, it is a wonderful theater right in downtown Hollywood. They have a beautifully restored interior. There's a full theater organ which plays before every performance. And they make some of the best popcorn. <laughs> yeah, they do. Um, the website uh, for the El Capitan will be located on our show notes page. So when is so- Escape from Tomorrow opening at the El Capitan? <laughs> I want to know what their pre-show is going to be. <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, why aren't they showing Mulan across the street? Why aren't they showing Mulan across the street at the Chinese theater? <laughs> Wasn't that theater purchased by somebody recently? I think they're gonna change the name of the Grumman's Chinese theater to something else. Oh jeez. I was reading that. But just <laughs> a quick change to man's. No, but that then was, it changed no, back. Then it changed back, but I heard that it's changing to something else because now somebody else per- purchased it. So, which is a shame. Yeah, I'm Googling right now. But while I, while I Google that, let me ask, have any of you not been to the El Capitan Theater? I have never been. You gotta Such go. It's a really fun place to go. It is so gorgeous in there. I, I think... Usually- I'm sorry, Mary Jo. They usually have also, when they have the films like Wayne was talking about, they have a signature Sunday for, that's themed to the film that's specially made. And then usually the, it, a, a pin accompanies it that oh, nice. um, goes with it. Yeah, a collector's pin. So it's cool. Cool. I got the article. It's a Chinese company bought it, right? 
Yeah, Chinese. Um, it will now be called the TCL Chinese Theater. Huh. A deal with Chinese TV maker TCL Corp will upgrade and preserve the historic site. Uh. Yeah, they paid more than $5 million for the naming rights. Wow. Whoa. And everyone is still going to call it Grauman's Chinese uh-huh. Theater. Yeah. Exactly. The naming or rights like it's a stadium. is our hero. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is so, here's a quote from the president, Hao Yi is his name. This is one of the landmarks of North America. It can be a bridge to link the cultures of China and North America. I'll leave uh-huh. it to That's a bit much, you. but okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Wayne. Uh, Nancy. Okay. So my rapid fire this week is limited time magic related. It seems to me I've done a few We need, we need like a sound cue for limited time magic. Like we Tinkerbell's, should. Tinkerbell's pixie dust or something. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, no. Okay, never mind. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That's that's we we no, it should be a that's, clock ticking. That's the karmic. Yeah, there you so go. Limited. I like the talk clock ticking. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Talk tick tock. <laughs> okay, that was my my once upon a time reference for the week. <laughs> tick tock tick tock. If you, if you talk quick, you can catch the show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. It's on. <laughs> it's a repeat this week. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> anyway, Limited Time Magic announced their next Disneyland celebration, which is the Lunar New Year. Now, as most of you have been saying, well, duh, they did that last year and the year before. Well, Lunar New Year's actually, um, of course, the celebration of the Chinese New Year. But it also is celebrated by Vietnamese and Koreans, so we can't call it Chinese New Year. Because it's not just Chinese. So, so do we have to call it the Lunar Theater? <laughs> <laughs> then we'll just call it Gromans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. I was saving that one. You were. I oh, was this year. Your few good ones. This year's the year of the what? Do you guys know? Uh, it is the is year of the, the dragon, I believe. The snake. 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 Okay, snakes look like dragons in Chinese culture, so. Yeah, tell that to Mushu. (laughs) He he looks like a freaking snake with wings and feet. (laughs) He does. He is a long, skinny Chinese dragon. So Lunar New Year. Lunar New Year. It was held at Disneyland last year on the little walk um, on the way to Small World Plaza. However, this year they've decided to take advantage of the much larger space. No, this year they have princesses on the walk. Well, yeah. Until they open their exciting new fantasy fair, which we will talk about later at some point, whenever they give us some news Mm -hmm. about it. So there you go. Anyway, they're moving it over to the Pacific Wharf and over at California Adventure. So from February 8th to 11th. Mm -mm, 13th. Um, I'm looking at the Disney blog right here, 8th to 11th. Okay, but it's the 13th. They extended it. <sighs> when did they extend okay. it? I don't know. I saw it on Twitter. It must be true. <laughs> <laughs> so it's either the 11th or the 13th. It's, it's, <laughs> Check your local listings. It's making it really hard not to quote Avenue Q right now. <laughs> Which Mary Jo and I went, if you follow our Facebooks, um, Mary Jo and I went to last night and had a rousingly good time at. Had an excellent time. Did you say arousingly? Oh, my gosh. 
what you said. <laughs> because we all know the internet is made. Fill in your blank. Okay, so um, the eighth through the something. Yes, eighth through whenever they decide to shut it down. Mm-hmm. Limited time magic. <laughs> Limited time magic, yes. So, we found out that there are going to be some special food items that are going to be added to that, and it sounds quite yummy. The Lucky, lucky Fortune Cookery. Because we're all about the food, yeah which is one of my favorite places, is adding chicken and veggie pot stickers and pork spare riblets with char sweet sauce to their menu. And a bunch of the places are adding a new ginger milk tea, which is a Disneyland chef exclusive, as well as mini almond cookies to their menus. Now for the Pacific Wharf Cafe, our favorite place to get sourdough, they are adding a barbecue pork bow roll, which is those little buns which are steamed that have all the yummy uh, barbecue pork in them. They're they're found they're found mostly at dim sum places and stuff, although you can get them at Trader Joe's. There we go. <laughs> and we do they're not have a financial relationship with Trader Joe's. Yes, we do not, but man, we love their food. Except for Tom who won't drive across town for it. Jeez. <laughs> oh, Hey, man, give me a factoid and let me run with it. Anyway, getting back on track because we need to. They're also going to have their their, um, special Chinese chicken salad, which they introduced last year, I believe, or two years ago at Food and Wine. Um, And so that is one of my favorite of their salads, so they're going to be bringing that in, too. Also, they have the San Francisco cart, which is going to have the barbecued pork bao, as well as um, edamame, almond cookies, ginger milk tea. And the Boudin bread cart has a really cool offering. And if you saw the um, the Disney Parks blog, they had a picture of it. They're going to have sourdough shaped like a snake for the year of the snake. So that should be kind of fun. Also, Rita's Baja Blenders is offering Sing Tao beer, beer which is a really good Asian beer. So that sounds like... A lot of fun. I wonder if um, some of the other places will have some. Yeah, it took me a second to figure out what the San Francisco cart is. That's the cart right next to Embarcadero Gifts, directly across from the entrance to the Little Mermaid. Oh, that's what they call that? Yep. I'm I assuming. Because there's a cart right there, and it serves yeah. warm things. Hot so. dogs, usually. Yeah, yeah. What are this? What's some of the other the entertainment going on for Lunar New Year? They've got, like, parades and stuff like that, and... Yeah, I'm sure they'll have meet and greets of um, Mulan and and uh, Mushu, and I'm trying to click back to the. <laughs> but it's all happening there in the Pacific. It was Wharf. all about the food for me. Yeah, Pacific it's all Wharf happening there. And right there in front of Little Mermaid in that area. So. Yep. So enjoy. I'm sure there's probably going to be more things that we don't know about. Maybe some special. Oh, but there are special souvenirs I believe for it this year as well. Limited time but- souvenirs. Limited time souvenirs for limited time. Well, you know, if anybody does limited time souvenirs, it's Disney. There you go. All right. Totally into that. All right. Thank you, Nancy. I'll go next. Um, I want to remind everybody about the special ticket offer that's happening right now. Uh, I keep seeing promoted on the Disney site that there are three-day hoppers that are at a special price. Well, not only the three-day hoppers, but also four- and five-day hoppers at a special price. Um the current, the special price is of all of these tickets is thirty dollars off the regular online or main entrance price. 
So you can get a three day hopper for $220 for adults, 205 for kids. A four day hopper for 245 adults, 225 kids. And a five day hopper for 260 for adults, 240 for kids. Those prices are good now through February 27th. And you can use them through March 11th. So if you have a trip go coming up in the next couple of months, check out those online prices and you can save yourself some money. Nice. Yep. And, okay, uh, who's left? Michael. Well, there's nothing limited for annual pass holders on Thursdays at Disney California Adventure. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a little segue there. Yeah, that, that, um, very little. <laughs> Just like limited time. Yes. yes. Limited time, limited segue. Um, get the chance to jump start on your weekend. Um, Thursday nights through February 2013. Annual pass holders can stay later at Disneyland, Disney California Adventure Park. The park is going to stay open an additional two hours after regular closing for annual pass holders. So most of the, um, attractions, the shops and the dining locations will be open. Um, there is no early admission at California Adventure on the Thursdays in February. Um, this is, we're talking February 7th, 14th, so hey, Valentine's. <laughs> if you're annual pass holders, you can hold hands in the dark while you stroll those late-night avenues at um, California Adventure. And um, February 21st and February 28th. World of Color is playing three of those evenings, the 14th, 21st, and 28th, um, 15 minutes after um, regular park closing. Um, the admission, um, all annual pass holders and their guests, three years and older, have to be valid annual pass holders on the date of entry to get into the park. Um, photo ID may be required. Um, you can start checking in. You have to um, you have to pick up your wristbands. You can begin checking them, in, getting them at 12 noon on the day of the event only. You have to do it in person so somebody can't go in and pick up all the wristbands for everybody. Um, you must be wearing the whisk, wristbands. Um, <laughs> I know. We have trouble with wristbands. Yeah. Um, they're required for access to all the attractions during the extended hours. They're only valid for that day's event and are subject to availability. Um, pass holders with wristbands may enter the event until 30 minutes prior to the end of the event. And that's pretty much it. Oh, um, the Mickey and Friends parking trams and the Toy Story shuttles will continue to run for one hour after the end of the annual pass holder extended hours event. Um, shuttle service to all the other Disneyland resort parking lots will end at their normally scheduled times following um, Disneyland park closings. And I took a, a look at this, the um, schedule of events. There's no um, shows or anything else right. that's running late, so it's just going to be the attraction shops and dining locations that will be open for those extra two hours. But it sounds like a great time to um, you know, get on Radiator Springs Racers or hit up some of those other attractions. You know that you've been waiting to do. I think we're going to see a lot more response to this than the other annual pass holder early entry, the early entry things that they've been doing because those locals like to sleep in. So yeah, yeah, definitely. It's going to be. I think. I think it's going to be busy, especially because you're going to have the day guests still. They're still going to try to try to get them out of the park, and yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's. It's. I think it's going to be ugly. <laughs> I, I think I'll skip it. Yeah. All right, thank you, Michael. Time for the thread of the week, Mary Jo. 
I actually have a couple this week. Can't answer. Yes. I'm sorry, Mary Jo, go ahead. Hey, hey, hey. Well, that, I take that as a compliment. <laughs> um, the first thread <sighs> comes from Starshine514, and she says, uh, her question is, or excuse me, her thread title is, you know your kids have been to Disneyland a lot when... Dot, and dot, 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 dot. And then she puts, they're sitting at the table doing homework, singing It's a Small World with all the correct lyrics, then immediately transition into Jingle Bells. She says, think they've written on the holiday version? I think that's adorable. It was, it's funny because um, my kids were, or excuse me, Kelly and a girlfriend of hers who go to Dis- went to Dis- they still go to Disneyland a lot, but they went when they were younger, were on a counting team in our church, and they would sing Disney songs through the whole through the whole thing, every word um, correct, all the inflections correct, and then they would go into the uh, like the Tiki Room songs and the Pirates of the Caribbean songs, and just they knew everything by heart. But there's a, there's some fun uh, responses on this thread. Um, one of them puts they know their way around the park better than they know their way around their hometown. Uh-huh. The youngest one sees a Star Wars movie on TV and says, "Hey, Star Tours." And then um, there's some more, but the one that made me laugh a lot is when uh, they correct a cast member. So. <laughs> That's good. Gee, I wonder yeah. whose child that was. Not mine. Not mine. Not mine. I don't know. I can see Wesley doing that, though. <laughs> he, he's, yeah, he's definitely my son. He'll, but, he'll, um, he'll go on Netflix and, and click up, you know, try to get all the behind-the-scenes Disney the Disney films that they're not films but the tv shows that they have you know behind the scenes of disneyland or behind the scenes of disney world or the cruise ship well we're going on the cruise in july 29th to alaska and so he's been watching watching a lot of the cruise things about you know all the different building of the cruise ships and behind the scenes of the cruise ships so yeah he's a little obsessed at least it's better than the response my kids give what's that do we have to again? Wait, go to Disneyland? Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh wow. And they're only they're only eight and six. Six. Yeah, I know. So, wow. My kids used to be the um, over here. You know, being locals, they the schools often have school trips to Disneyland, and my kids ended up being the tour guides for their friends because they knew all the ins and outs, and so the other kids would. They would they would organize the whole day for their for their group and I would just laugh when they would do that. <laughs> they they had all the tricks, but um, anyway. So there's that one which, if anybody, I know that Tom's I, I, gonna be putting a link on. I, Go ahead, I have, Tom. I have a a picture of West from the fiftieth of Disneyland when we got you know you know waited in overnight in line and yeah, but then we ended up getting our cupcake. And he's yeah. sitting there, we're sitting there at the plaza, not the plaza, in the Carnation Cafe with our cupcake, and he's pointing at it with his two fingers. <laughs> and he's, you know, what, 18 two months old at the time, you know, so he's like, not not even two at the time, and he's he's pointing with two fingers already. That's funny. Yeah. That's, well, okay, how many of you guys use the Disney Point? Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, I do, but yeah. I was trained to use it. Wasn't it somebody to, who told the story on Facebook this week where they were somewhere and somebody pointed with two fingers oh, and, and they looked was, at him and said, you used to work for Disney, didn't you? Yeah, and, and they had. Well, that's, yeah. It's it's just something that just kind of permeates our mm-hmm. or infiltrates our lives. Um, the other thread that I wanted to bring up, oh, and um, I just wanted to point out that Tom's going to be putting a link to this thread. Yep. So if anybody wants to add to it, um 
or read the other responses. That would be a lot of fun. And then the next thread is by Callie Disney Mama, and she puts any threads with ideas for making the trip extra special. I know that this sounds redundant. Disneyland, after all, is extra special all on its own. But I'm looking for ways to add even more magic to our trip for our four-year-old. He's been to Disneyland before for his second birthday, but obviously he doesn't remember a whole lot from that trip. And he's older now, so things are a bigger deal to him. So she has more, you know, she has all these ideas of what she's going to do, and other people are are putting their ideas too. And recently, you know, I had the same experience where my little eight-year-old cousin didn't remember going to Disneyland when he was under two years old. He was a little guy when he went. And just going to Disneyland, there was so much fun, so many things to do. That to me, I I think that, that when people, not to pick on this one poster, we see I see this a lot. No, on come on, let's pick on it. Let's pick on it. Yeah, no. But I mean, I think people are unnecessarily stressing themselves out when di- just going to the park itself and experiencing it for the the wonderfulness of of the park in itself is enough. You don't have to do all of these extras trying to trying to get the most out of your trip because you're missing out. I think on what and, it's all about. And if you plan magical things to happen, they're not as magical. Right. Right. You, you're setting well, and you miss some of the other little things, too. I mean, there's so many little things that happen around you that you forget that. And yeah. then when you put, you know, in, in commando planning. Yeah, I mean, what our I granddaughter, I mean, she's... Everything. Yeah. Our granddaughter, you know, she's three and a half, so she's about the age of that child. And and it's true, Mary Jo, just going is a treat. And she makes her little list of the attractions she wants to go on, and she has a different list of characters every time that are the must-meets. And But what we always do is is we'll just in, take her on a ride she hasn't been on before and, and let her experience that. And um, and that's that's a treat for her. Uh, you know, we took we let her we took her on Alice in Wonderland in the teacups. Well, she'd been bugging me to go on those teacups, and, <laughs> and luckily she I, I, I don't ride them anymore. Uh, well, luckily she didn't figure out how to twirl them till the last few seconds. <laughs> but um, but you know, so for her that's that's excitement enough as she's doing something different as well as going on her old favorites. But I don't think at four you have to do much. It's the whole. Mm-mm. The whole thing is is incredible. Just enjoy watching them experience it. That's going to be the magic for you. You know what would make it the most special? Is if you just follow their lead and watch where they go. Don't necessarily plan it, but watch what they get into or get, interest, you know, get interested in looking at or seeing. And following them around will actually make you realize it's, you know, if you're making it about them, it truly becomes more about them at that point. I think that's a really good point. I, and when um, sometimes when people plan so much and they're looking for the next thing to do, they're not enjoying Disneyland in the moment. And there's so much to enjoy at that moment. Like you know, especially when the children are that young and everything's so real to them. Of course, everything is real, but when when they've got that magic um, experience. In, enjoy it for what it is. Kathy Rowling and I were talking about that. Um, she's from the Orlando team, as probably everybody knows. But she and I were both talking about just being at a Disney park is fun in itself. And there's so many things that go on, the music, the, the other entertainment, the characters, like yeah. you like you said. Um, 
this other people, everything is, it's, don't miss out on that enjoyment because you want to plan for everything. You're not going to get everything in. And I think you said it, um, Michael, that, that, um, if you do that, you're setting yourself up for disappointment. Four year olds don't care about planning. True. As I know from my children, I, I've, tried to plan a few things for them and nothing ever worked correctly. You know, nothing, and, and you're just gonna get frustrated and disappointed because the four-year-old's gonna, gonna see things, four-year-olds live in the moment. The, the one thing about smaller children is they truly, truly live in the moment. And some kids, they go along with the, what the parents wanna do. You know, they're, they're happy being dragged along, but, the kid will feel the most special when they get to be, have the leader. You know, kids in preschool and in kindergarten, they feel the most special when they're allowed to put on the leader hat in the classroom and be the line leader and this and that. Well, this is the ultimate line leader. That's a good point. What about what about you, um, Tom? When when Wes was little, you know, much younger. Uh-huh. Did, did you and Christy do special things for him when you went to Disneyland or? No, not really. I what mean, did you it's just, just, well, okay, there, just, not, not, because we went so often, it wasn't, I mean, everything was special, but there was one weekend where, at the, at the time, he was, he was not tall enough to ride all the other, all the big, big rides. So Thunder Mountain was his favorite ride, and so we were there for two days, and he's like, I want to ride Thunder Mountain ten times <laughs> over the, over the course of the weekend. So it's like, okay. Yeah, we can do that. So, between fast passes and waiting in line, we rode Thunder Mountain ten times over the course of two days. And he was, he, you know, before the last time, he posed with one of the cast members in front of the front of the line, you know, holding up his ten fingers and Aww. yeah. So, Aww. just little well, things that, like that. I mean, that is that is a big thing for um, kids to be able to do. And I, I think another thing to say to keep in mind is. Sometimes um, children at that age just aren't ready to go on some attractions. Yep. And once I got over, you know, I remember trying to get my son to go on Space Mountain when he was about five. And he was kicking and screaming. He didn't want to go on that ride. And I was like, you're going to go on this ride. Why do you say it like that? I was like, you know, we're. <laughs> and then I stopped myself and I, I was thinking, what the heck am I doing? This is his day to have fun as well as mine. And so we're like, okay, we can do this another time then, you know, and. and yeah. We waited until, and that was perfectly fine. And once I had that attitude adjustment, that we were there for the kids to have fun. I see so many parents trying to force their kids to do things when the kids really aren't ready yet, and that can ruin them for years to come. Until because they'll have that, they'll just remember being afraid. For a year or two, Wesley's best friend was our cell phones because he hated. He, you know, he was fine with the thrill rides, but he hated the queue for Indiana Jones. Because of the flashing lights and the darkness, and he hated the beginning of Haunted Mansion because of the darkness. Mm-hmm. So, cell phone in hand, he was fine. He would go on the rest of the ride and enjoy the rest of it. But for those few seconds when it got dark, he had to had the cell phone with the light on. Of course, you know, ruined other guest experiences. But you know what? Whatever. But, but, but whatever. <laughs> At least he didn't have his flash camera. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> But, okay, well, well awesome. thank you. I, I think we'll uh, have a link to that thread also if anybody would like to add to it. 
Definitely. Thank you, Mary Jo. Thank you, team. That is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch our other Disneyland segments this week, and of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening. 